Ah, yeah. Welcome and welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. Got a pretty interesting show for you here today. Going to talk some uh, Sixers and Nuggets and more specifically, two of the best big men. Well, I guess the two best big men in the league going head to head, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. But before we get to that, you know what time it is. If you haven't already and you're here on YouTube, please, please, please go ahead. Click that subscribe, that like and that notification bell. Make sure you stay up to date whenever we drop new content on the channel. Make sure that you're sharing the show and uh, getting it out to other people, you know, who love sports talk and probably want to hear a different voice. Um, if you want the audio only version of the podcast, you know what to do. Open up your audio podcast platform, hit the search bar, type in the format podcast. The show should come right up. If you're enjoying the content, you can give us a like, you can give us a five-star review. You can leave us a comment. All that stuff helps us rise in the algorithm rhythm and we're so appreciative of it we're almost to that point where we can go ahead and start getting these live call-in shows because you know I know a lot of you disagree with a lot of what I say and there's going to be a chance to get at me call me debate me and it's going to be all good because that just gives me a greater opportunity to interact and connect with you guys and uh, again I'm so thankful so keep the subscribes coming keep the likes coming all that I love it and I really look forward to getting to talk to you guys so anyway um you know what happens when you do that. Helps us find more sports fans. Helps more sports fans find us. Now let's get right to it. Okay. Um, depending on when you're watching this, last night, uh, Tuesday night, you saw the Denver Nuggets versus the Philadelphia 76ers in the first matchup of the year against the two preeminent big men, uh, true centers in the league. Um, and that's uh, Joel Embiid and defending champion Nikola Jokic. And... Personally, I love this matchup because if you watch the channel, you know that I always talk in talk, I guess, with some level of nostalgia and harking back to the era of the big man in the NBA. Right. When I was, let me see, I was a freshman in high school in 1992. So I'm really like, you know, in love with basketball, NBA actions, fantastic and all that. And in 1992, that was probably like the golden big man era, the best big man era in my estimation that there's ever been in the league. You had Hakeem Olajuwon almost about to begin, you know, dominating the league and winning back-to-back championships and arguably the best big man in the game. Patrick Ewing, one of the best big men in the game. David Robinson, one of the best big men. I mean, they were all so good. Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, um, Mount Mutombo, Dikembe Mutombo, that is. In 1992, of course, you had Shaq and Alonzo Mourning getting drafted one and two overall. So you're getting into an era all five of those guys I named are Hall of Famers and at one time or another uh defensive player of the year matter of fact Shaq never won a defensive player of the year but uh one of the greatest big men who ever played and so that was just such a beautiful time for me um just watching those guys and and just loving the way they played and the way they went about it and the beautiful thing was when they played when their teams played each other those guys really went head to head and competed for instance the 1994 NBA finals uh the first finals after Jordan's first three-peat, that was the Knicks versus the Rockets, and you saw an all-time great big man matchup, Patrick Ewing versus Hakeem Olajuwon. Now, if you're a college basketball fan from way back, I want to say 1983, uh, the Houston Cougars, Hakeem Olajuwon's alma mater, and Georgetown Hoyas, Patrick Ewing's alma mater, played each other for the national championship, at which point uh, Georgetown won the thing. And so, obviously, I'm sure Hakeem carried that with him all those years so that was a great opportunity for those guys to match up for the championship on the highest level and as we know Hakeem Olajuwon and the Rockets came out victorious in in seven games but the reason I bring all that up is because like I said that is a beautiful time for me 
that I loved in the history of basketball. And the way basketball has gone today, we're so far away from big men and post-up play and crowded paints and all that, like I talk about. And now the game is, and it may be more aesthetically pleasing for some, you know, it's less defense oriented. It's more about spreading the floor and shooting a ton of threes. And even if you're a quote unquote center in the modern game, you got to be able to shoot a three where that wasn't necessary back in the day. Now, back in the day, you had to be able to catch the ball on the block, back your opponent down, maybe have a reliable jump hook or a go-to move, a step through and up and under something like that. And obviously, as we know, Hakeem Olajuwon just took that to a whole nother level with his myriad of post moves. Also, Kevin McHale, but Kevin McHale was a power forward, not a center. And this, you know, what I'm talking about right now is focused more on centers. But anyway, point I'm trying to make is the modern game is so far away from that. Analytics say that the back-to-basket post-up move is the worst shot that you can take on offense. And so most of the bigs don't know how to do that. It's so much more about transition, running the floor, shooting threes. It's not even about dominant rebounding for the most part. So very, very different game in a modern era. But there's a couple of guys that to some degree are throwbacks. And those guys in the modern game are Joel Embiid, the 76ers center and reigning MVP and reigning scoring leader. And uh, Yo- uh, not Yo- Nikola Jokic, the two-time MVP and reigning champion and finals MVP. And those guys are probably the two best, not probably, they are the two best true centers in the league. Now they play the center position arguably in a different way than the guys in the past did. Um, if if you ever watch a game with me, most of you won't, but you will hear me raving, ranting and raving about stop taking all these threes and go to the block and go to work. Because what, in the modern game, so many guys don't play defense and the so-called big men now aren't actual big men there. They're really just tall, small forwards. And if you will go and dominate on the low block, in most cases, you will foul these guys out. I've said it when I was, well, not when I was, if I was Doc Rivers, when he was coaching the 76ers, I would have told Embiid, I want every single possession starting with you on the low block. That doesn't mean it has to end there, but I want it starting there with you and make the defense react to what you are doing down there. Now we've seen MB grow as a passer over the years and I'm gonna get to that. That's um, an awesome thing. So it's not even like, okay, we'll double team MB. He can't pass out of it. He doesn't know where to go with the basketball. So um, the great ones, the great bigs, they figure out how to deal with that being double teamed on the block, et cetera, over time. And so you look at that and you say, well, MB can handle it. Now on the flip side, you see Nikola Jokic and Analytically, he's a dream, right? Not the dream. The dream is the one and only Hakeem Olajuwon. But analytically, Nikola Jokic is a dream in terms of what he can do. He can shoot the three. He can shoot the mid-range. He actually runs point center, which is pretty much something we've never seen before. Now, I think (laughs) that point center thing, it's awesome to see a big man with that level of skill. However, I think a big part of why he's able to do that is because lack of creativity defensively among modern coaches. And I'm not going to get into that and bang the drum on it, but it it really is wild. But anyway, we see for the last few years now, Jokic has bordered on averaging a triple-double at the center position for the entire season, which is absolutely absurd. He's extremely efficient from the field. He's extremely efficient from three for a big man. As I mentioned, he can pass the ball with the best of them. So a really outstanding player. Embiid, dominant low post player with tons of moves down there. He can step out and shoot the three and he's, for a big man, 
even as a big man, he's one of the best mid-range shooters in the NBA. So really impressive. And I'm kind of a guy that loves to see when those two guys match up. Because as I said, it takes me back to the old days when you saw bigs match up against one another. Now it's kind of different today in that, I don't know if it's guys don't want to go at each other for the most part, or if it's the defensive coaching philosophies, they don't want to do it. But a lot of times, and not just among bigs, but among stars in general, you don't see guys going at each other the way they used to. You, you see it from time to time, but for the most part, you don't, right? And so we saw this game last night, um, the Nuggets and the Sixers, and you saw some instances where Jokic and Embiid matched up against each other, and it was cool, but for the most part, they weren't defending each other directly, which is something I don't like. But I do find it interesting. Embiid seems to take things personally. And Jokic is generally regarded as the best player in the world right now, and definitely the best big man in the NBA because of what, what I mentioned, the things he can do in terms of being able to run the point and initiate offense and generally lead his team in assists and almost average a triple-double. But, and this is something I've said for years, Embiid is a guy who with his skill set, once he plays the way he should, he's completely unstoppable in this modern era because there are very few defensive bigs. And, you know, he just, he's too big, too strong, and too skilled for anybody to do anything with him. For instance, last night, Jokic had what most, in most cases, would be a great game, right? He had 25 points, he had 19 rebounds, he had three assists. Um, okay, cool. And B, though, whenever he matches up against this guy and those other bigs in general, he eats him up. Embiid had 41 points, 10 assists, and seven rebounds. So it was almost like Embiid took it to show you, okay, I know I can score on you. I know I can rebound, but guess what I'm also going to do? Tonight, I'm going to show you I can pass this thing. And he had 10 assists, which is normally Jokic's domain. So I thought that was pretty cool that he took it on himself to say, hey, I can do other things too, and I'm going to show everybody. Um, last year, I think he had like 45 and 17 in the one meeting against Jokic. He didn't play the second one. So hopefully Embiid will play when Denver plays against the Sixers uh, next week. They play each other again. So hopefully he'll play and he won't uh, he won't miss that matchup. But I look at it and I say, I, and I've said this for a while, I believe that Embiid is the better player. Now he's clearly the better scorer. I want to say he's had 18 straight 30 point games this season, which, which is crazy, um, especially in this era for big men. And not because, not because he's not capable of doing it. Because if you heard me rage rant, uh, you know, if you heard me raving about his skill set earlier, I think he's a total beast. But I think because of the amount of three pointers and jump shots that he takes, if he has an off night, maybe he doesn't get those points. But it looks like he is doing a really good job of mixing it up, spending time on the low block, and dominating down low. Uh, head to head in the regular season, these guys have played each other eight times in their career, and uh, Embiid has gotten the better of Jokic and you know I like it because I, I am an Embiid fan and I say that to say the reason I'm an Embiid fan is because the way he moves on the low block it is so reminiscent of my favorite player of all time Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon and uh, Embiid actually says it that when he was younger still in Africa somebody gave him a tape of Olajuwon and he would just watch the tape and then go do the moves. Watch the tape, try to do the moves. Watch the tape, try to do the moves. And so you can see when he plays how much he has taken 
from Elijah Wan with the footwork and the step throughs and the spins, et cetera, dream shakes. And when these guys play against each other, Embiid averages 27 and a half, Jokic averages 20, 22.3. Uh, Embiid generally out rebounds him 11.3 to 10.1. Jokic obviously has the edge and assist because as we say, I don't think there's any doubt about it. He's the better passer. 6.9 assists for Jokic, 4.4 assists for Embiid. And Embiid averages uh, two blocks to 1.1 when they play against each other head to head. So uh, the matchup, I think, is fairly obviously leaning towards Embiid. And again, I like it because he seems to take it personally that people think Jokic is better than him. And every time he plays him, he goes out to prove something. Now, what Embiid is doing this season, he is really he won the MVP last year and he looks like he's intent on following that up because he's averaging 35 a game leading the league in scoring which again he should there's nobody in this league who can guard him 11 and a half rebounds per game fifth in the league um 6.1 rebounds per game which is a career high for him and he's shooting almost 54 percent from the floor so he's having a tremendous year pretty much up in just about every number 88 percent from the free throw line which that right there is the crazy part that's like unheard of for a big so it's like you can't even foul this guy and hope he's going to miss his free throws um so then you go back and you look at what Jokic is doing that's <laughs> Jokic is getting busy too and the scary part is Denver pretty much has the same roster that they had last year so they got a very good opportunity to get back to the finals Jokic is averaging 25 and a half points per game 11.9 rebounds per game 9.1 assists per game 58 percent from the floor absolutely absurd right he's shooting 35 percent from three 82 percent from the line i mean there's nothing you can't ask for Jokic to do any more than what he's doing like he is awesome so the mb the mvp race excuse me is probably going to come right back down to these two and maybe Giannis again Giannis is probably going to be right in there it's just crazy and again i i love i can't say enough how much i love to see this matchup Jokic, Embiid, Embiid, Jokic, Jokic, Embiid, Embiid, Jokic. I love it. And because what? I'm again, I'm a victim of my error on this one. I love the big man play. I just love to see centers do their thing. And that's why I said, if you notice the um the headline on on the thumbnail here on YouTube, I said Embiid versus Jokic is a throwback to the past days. Almost, right? Or I said, uh, just about right something to that effect but the point is it's almost a throwback because even though those guys are traditional bigs they also don't completely play like traditional bigs you know like i mentioned with mb shooting the threes and a lot more mid-range even though patrick ewing david robinson and hakeem elijuan and alonzo morning were all outstanding mid-range shooters at the center position i don't know that any of them shot the mid-range as well as mb does or as much as mb does and um both of those guys shoot a lot more threes than the centers in my era but it's still really good to see um i'll take it if they're shooting some threes i would love to see him get on the block a little bit more maybe a lot more but you know it's really cool so what i want to know from you is what do you think about this matchup um do you think that uh Jokic is the better player or you think Embiid is the better player by virtue of pretty much dominating him every time they play against one another and do you think we just saw a preview for the nba finals this year uh Leave your comments in the comment section. Can't wait to hear back from you. Can't wait to respond to you. And I'm out. Peace.